The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia from boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100 and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by SGPN's Big Game Bingo, $57 SGPN gift card for every bingo hit. And we're brought to you by SGPN's 57 Bets Challenge. There's $570 in cash and a $570 gift card to the winner of the props contest. Get all your contest info exclusively on the SGPN app. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Friday, February the 10th, I'm going to take a guess at, somewhere around there. Um, and I am here uh, with my co-host, so I'll introduce presently, to have a look at the WBC rosters that were announced yesterday. We're going to go through the rosters. Um, any... Um, Teams that we fancy, we'll give out all the odds for the for the WBC, which starts on March the 8th. Uh, so, yeah, nice and early. We're getting in a, a month ahead of time, and we're going to have a look through stuff with um, the expert, I want to say. The WBC expert is our college baseball expert. All the baseball periphery, this man's got it under control. It's Mr. Noah Benick. Noah, hello, mate. How are you doing? What's going on, Malcolm? It's been a long time. I've missed talking about some ball. Let's do this because I'm excited for it. And honestly, I wanted to keep this one pretty brief on my end. Uh, You did more of the heavy lifting. I did more of the behind the scenes, getting some graphics and stuff. That's all I did. But uh, just more instant analysis. We have a month to really dive into all these rosters and talk about it. So I'm just excited more than less. Yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to it. Again, we we did some... Uh, divisional previews in January, and that got my baseball juices flowing. Um, but I've been stuck right into the Premier League gambling podcast here. Um, little, um, a little plug for the show. Me and Barry Penaluna have been knocking that out twice a week. But uh, getting into the baseball, like I say, got my juices flowing then. And then last night, after I'd recorded the Premier League show, I went and I watched some MLB Network. They were doing the roster reveals. Um, so I spent a few hours this afternoon looking around all of the rosters, from the big boys all the way down to the minnows. And yeah, it's really, really exciting. I'm looking forward to it. We've got about four weeks. Um, all we've got in terms of betting lines at the minute are outright. So we'll give you the outright prices and our um, our picks as we go down these rosters a little bit. Uh, but then as we get nearer to the start of the tournament, uh, we'll be doing some pool betting. Then we've got individual match betting. Uh, myself and Noah... I think are going to primarily be the hosts taking you through the entire tournament. And we'll try and get some uh, guests to dip in and out on the way. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. Um, anything else been going on, um, Noah, in the off-season? Uh, you just told me off here. you got a little trip to Vegas planned, mate. March Madness, what's going on? Yeah, I'll be heading out to Vegas in the second second third week of march i don't know what it is now um i think it's the second week of march so as this uh tournament exits the first round enters the semi no the quarterfinals i will be in vegas during it with uh all the sgpn guys talking college basketball but i will make time for the wbc um i'm fairly confident that this podcast will still be uh, chugging along with some sem- uh, quarterfinals, semifinals, and some championship picks once uh, pool play ends. And um, shout out to you, rocking the Nighthawks jersey in the background. Yeah, well, I have to remember because I've got my football, my England football shirt behind it. I put up for the Premier League show, but I managed to switch it. And remember, I up my game because um, particularly Dylan's studio setup was uh, a little bit too fancy. <laughs> the YouTube um, chat is opening well. Uh, Derby's been in already. Uh, we might as well wrap this show up. No, we don't have to do anything more because Derby's already told us uh, that it's Japan and Dominican Republic in the final with the Dominican Republic winning. So that's, uh, I can't believe I wasted three hours of my time this afternoon. Handicapping stuff when uh, Derby Entertainment's got it all under control. Um, 
Uh, Brendan's joined us as well. So, yeah, we're going to have a look through everything. The the big news here, Noah, um, uh, bear in mind, hang on, getting back to Vegas, I did an MLB show from my hotel room in Vegas, oh, yeah. which is commitment. So if I can do that, you can drag your ass out of bed to do a um, to do a World Baseball Classic show as well. So I agree. Yeah. Arms across the sea. The big news here for me, Noah, is that uh, Newcastle United made it to a cup final. We made it to the League Cup final. We have not been in the League Cup final since 1976, Noah. Um, went to the semi-final, took the kids. It was very exciting. Um, the tickets went on sale on Wednesday for the final at Wembley Stadium. And me and my dad managed to get lucky and get a couple of tickets. So two weeks on Sunday, I will be in London at the cup final. So I imagine that means nothing to any of you people, but fucking hell, it's exciting. It's, I mean, it's a Boston Red Sox thing. Like I say, we haven't been in this final since 1976. Um, my dad hasn't seen us win a trophy since 1969. It's a long, 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 long time. So uh, we're playing Manchester United um, in London in two weeks' time. So... That is awesome, Mel. You sent that picture. Taking a lot of my time up. That's awesome, Mel. You sent that picture in the group chat, and I actually didn't really under understand the significance. <laughs> so I had no one else to send it to. I was too excited because I got the email confirming me tickets, and I thought, who the fuck can I show this to? So I sent it to you and Moon up and Dylan, and I think it just went entirely over all of your heads. But. Um, so that is the significance. So I'll probably bombard you, especially that weekend with a load more shit. Um, so uh, you see Brendan knows up the magpies. Brendan Moore, straight at the top of the class. He is um, listener 101, um, the magpies, because we play black and white stripes. Do you see, Noah? See how it works? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there you go. He's, he's a day one of mine too. We went to high school together. Oh, really? That's Good old Brendan. Well, he's better than you. Um, so March 8th kickoff. Um I'll do some generic laying of the land here. Um, four pools. There's two pools uh, over in the east. Um, pool A and Pool B. Pool A takes place in Taiwan or Chinese Taipei, as you like to call it. Um, and Pool A is Chinese Taipei, Netherlands, Cuba, Italy, Panama. Pool B, which takes place in Japan, Tokyo, uh, is Japan, Korea, Australia, China and Czechia. And then in the USA, Phoenix hosts Group C, USA, Mexico, Colombia, Canada, Great Britain, and Miami hosts Group D, which is Puerto Rico, Venezuela, the Dominican Republic, Israel, and Nicaragua. So um, did you have an instant reaction of looking at the pools? The, yeah, the, straight away, the pool A looks soft, looks a little bit easy, right. which I think is because Chinese Taipei are the hosts – so you have this in the World Cup, in the Soccer World Cup, which just finished. Um, if the host country is a smaller nation, for example, it was like Qatar this time round, they instantly get seeded. So if you get in with them, it's a bit of a free hit because that be, that should be one of the top teams. That should be Brazil or Argentina, but it's not. It's Qatar. The same thing happened when South Africa hosted. Again, that should be Italy or Germany, but it's not. It's South Africa. So Chinese Taipei kind of take top seeding in that group, which makes that one... Um, a little bit easier. The other one is the um, group, which one's the group of death? Is it group D, C? No, it's group C, yeah. USA, Mexico, Colombia, Canada, and then little old Great Britain sitting there um, <laughs> with a mountain to climb. But yeah, that is the uh, group group of death, absolutely. Was that is that what you were getting at? Was that your reaction too, Noah? Yeah, my, my main reaction was that A looks pretty soft. There's not really a power in there. Um, it should be pretty juicy. To, you think there will be some odds to just advance out of the pool, and yeah. that, sh that should be one that everybody should be targeting. I think there's going to be quite a few um, different arguments for any of the teams that really that are in there. Um for me, I kind of lean more Pool D as the group of death than C, but really I think both those sides are strong. I think the whole bracket on the right side is just kind of lopsided compared to the left, if you're asking me. Yeah, you're right. They seem to have obviously kept the Asian teams kind of on that side and then kept the the Central and South American teams um, over on and Pool C and D side of the door. Two teams from each group will go through. They'll play each other once, they'll play four games. Top two will qualify. Um, through to quarterfinals and it's just one game elimination so regardless of how short a price this is baseball at the end of the day so 
And we've just we just went through the baseball playoffs with um, lots of the outsiders coming through in short formats from wildcard games and stuff like that. So there's going to be some upsets. There always is. Um, tonight we're going to run through this in kind of in order from top to bottom in terms of the prices. We'll give a little bit more airtime to the to the powerhouses, but we will co- get across um, all 20 teams. We'll start at the very top with the Dominican Republic, who come into this as the favourites. They are, I found them, I watched MLB Network last night, who had them, they put up a graphic at plus 100, even money, which I thought was really, really short. Um, I then looked at my local book this afternoon, and Dominican Republic were two to one, plus 200, which was a much more backable price and attractive proposition. Um, they, so tonight, really, we're looking at the, uh, the rosters, in terms, I mean, and this is absolutely stacked. The star and pitching, the names you'll know, Christian Javier, Sandy Alcantara, uh, Johnny Cueto, Ruanji Contreras. Um, out of the pen, they've got Camilla Duval, uh, Yimmy Garcia's in there. I can't even read my own writing there. Who's our Jose Leclerc? Is that what that is? And then the hitters, um, what I've personally this is holy shit. Um, because... Uh, they can pick a lineup from Manny Machado, Rafael Devers, uh, Vladi, Wanda Franco, Willie Adamas, Juan Soto, Julio Rodriguez, Tiosca Hernandez, Eloy, Kitel Marti, Nelson Cruz, Jeremy Pena. Um, what got me there was, no one particularly, there's loads of first name value. If I would have given you one name of those players and you knew who I meant, there's not many players or rosters in that. If I told you it was Vladi and Manny and Wanda, you know exactly who I mean, Teoscar and Eloy. You know who those players are. I don't have to stipulate the last name. Like, and when there's that many players. Um, so, I mean, on the plus side, that hitting goes forever. Absolutely goes forever. The, the negatives for me, I think with three el- elimination games, and they are, if you lose and you go home, I think there was maybe only Sandy Alcantara that you would pick out of the MLB roster, if it, if it was an MLB playoff game, who would you put in to start an MLB playoff game? And from those names, Christian Javier, maybe. But then Johnny Cueto, I'd shook my shoulders. Rancy Contreras is fun, but do you know what I mean? Sandy Alcantara would be the only one. And actually, he lacks experience in that situation by virtue yes, of coming from the Miami Marlins. Um, so I certainly wouldn't want to take the even money that I saw last night. The plus 200 did interest me slightly, but I'll be looking elsewhere. Um, the Open in Miami, it's going to be like a home atmosphere. There's going to be a gazillion wild Dominicans in there. It's an absolute religion. Um, there's loads of Dominicans who play for the Newcastle Nighthawks. I absolutely love um, spending time with them. Uh, loads of fun, really knowledgeable about the game. But yeah, absolutely stacked, but I don't think I'll be putting any money down at two to one, do I? Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. I thought the starting pitching in general was a little bit lackluster compared to all the hype that this team is getting right now. Um, I think that's the one, if you're looking to poke a hole in what seems to be the outright favorite, uh, that is it. And I just want to have some fun with you. And I'm going to read off a roster. You're going to tell me which one's better between the Dominican Republic and this team. All right. So Shohei Otani. Aaron Judge, Kyle Tucker, Jose Ramirez, Vladdy Jr., Luis Arias, John Carlos Stanton, Andrew Benintendi, Julio Rodriguez. So the nine players there, you taking that lineup or this Dominican roster? I'd probably take this Dominican roster. It's absolutely beautiful. And I, do you know, I it's just, kind of. I, I just listed the American League All Star team from 2023. <laughs> <laughs> like this lineup as well. It's got. I know because it because the Dominicans. It's just fucking fun, isn't it? As well. Do you know what I mean? These are players that you want to watch. Like these are flashy players. Like these are these are highlight reel players as well. Um, just the way the, the the way that these the players can play the game. Yeah, I understand what you've done there, but I mean, yeah, that would be a great game of baseball to watch between them two. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, yeah, we we moved out next. Uh, second favourites are the USA, um, priced here at five to two. 
plus 250. Um, they are, like I say, they're in Pool C, Phoenix, Arizona, with Mexico, Colombia, Canada, and Great Britain. Um, starting pitching, you're looking at, I think it's a little bit underwhelming, really, for me. Um, Clayton Kershaw, Adam Wainwright. Then you've got Brady Singer, Lance Lynn, Merrill Kelly, Nasty Nesta Cortez is an interesting one, and Miles Mikolas. So you've got a lot of maybe SP2s, do you know what I mean? If, you, uh, if you're looking down the list, they're not, I don't know how many of them, for example, they'll be starting to open in day, like MLB pitches. Um, still very, very decent. Uh, out of the pen, the pen's good. Uh, Devin Williams, uh, Kendall Graveman, Ryan Press is in there, one of your boys, David Bedner, um, Daniel Bard from Colorado. You've got Adam Ottavino in there. So, Penn looks solid. The hitters, really, really nice looking lineup. Um, Paul Goldschmidt, Arenado, Peter Alonso. Um, you've got Trey Turner, uh, Tim Anderson, Bobby Witt Jr., Sed Mullins, Jeff McNeil, Kyle Schwaber, Kyle Tucker, Mike Trout, Mookie Betts. So, again, I really like the balance of this. Um, I like the balance of that pitching rotation they can play a lot of matchups I listened to and w- one thing I really liked about the USA roster um, and you turned me onto this Noah a few weeks ago was uh, watching MLB Network and Mark DeRosa we watched him through the um, the World Series and I was loving those little sections that he did and now obviously I'm not steeped in baseball history. I'm perfectly capable of handicapping an MLB game and a slate and stuff. But I haven't got the 20, 25 years sort of background that, that you people, you know, brought up with it. Um, so, and Mark DeRosa is managing the uh, USA team and he's played, he's, he's got previous in this tournament. He played, I think. So, and listening to him last night, he didn't half make a lot of sense. He just said he's going to manage the team as is if he was a player, what would he like to be done in that situation? If he was one of the players, what would he appreciate? You know, what information would he appreciate? How would he How would he approach it? Because at some point, he said he's got to pick between Trey Turner and Tim Anderson at shortstop in an elimination game. I mean, what do you do there? How do you do that? So, so but you just, yeah, you just got to, he said, you've got to go with a hot hand. And he said, and encourage an environment where the other players understand that. So watching them, or listening to Mark DeRosa, really, and I know that all the coaches are going to say the right things, uh, but that seduced me a little bit as well. So, um, again, five to two is short. Um, they should, they, well, they will make it out of that pool, I would have thought. They've got a couple of uh, competitive games against Mexico and Colombia. I can't say Canada and Britain posing them a problem. But, yeah, um, what, what were your thoughts on this, Noah? Yeah, so my thoughts instantly is, like, this offense, I think, can put up a an argument that it's better than the Dominican Republic. I think that the pitching staff is much weaker, and I think that's where the DR has the advantage over the Americans. Um, <clears throat> I think starting pitching, America has more depth than the Dominican, but the bullpen is just not even close to touching uh, the Dominican Republic. So for me, you were talking about uh, Mark DeRosa. He has – the only issue is that he has no managerial experience. Yeah. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, I think they're rightly or correctly priced just behind Dominican Republic. I love the lineup, um, but the pitching staff nerves me again. So uh, once again, I am uh, not confident putting any money on like an outright future right now on either one of the top two teams. I just want to thought if, Either of these two teams, when they make it to the quarterfinals, because they're elimination games, if you wanted to roll up, for them to win, they're going to have to win three standalone games. So if you wanted to roll, if the Dominican were playing Japan or Mexico or someone, if you wanted to back them that day, they might be minus 125, minus 130. But you could roll that money up into the semi-final game and you could roll that money up into the final game and that's going to pay you more than the two to one. That's going to pay you more than the five to two. You could put $20 on and it might pay you four to one. So I just think there's there's better value to be had at the start by playing some bigger prices. Um, And then that if you wanted to play those shorter price teams, I think that's the way to do it. Take your unit and just roll it through. Um, Completely agree with you there. There you go then. Um, next up, Japan at a price of plus two seventy. 
Um, stand out here is obviously the face of uh, global baseball, Shohei Otani. Uh, you Darvish is in there, starting pitcher. Uh, with the bats, you've got Moon um, Attack Murakami, who's the the 22 year old third baseman, just at the single season NPB home run record, uh, 56 stingers he hit in NPB, which is a good effort. Um, his partner in crime up the middle will be Suzuki Genda, really good defender, steals bases for fun, um, bit of a light batter. Where uh, Masataka Yoshida is just saying for Boston. Then you've got a couple, a couple of familiar faces in there as well. Lars Nootbaar from St. Louis. Um, he's the first non-Japanese-born player to represent Japan in the WBC. And Sei Suzuki, who had a good season for the Cubs. Um, the top two thirds of the lineup looks OK. Um, I don't know how much depth there is after that. As far as pitching goes, I think there's a little bit of talk of sort of holding back Darvish and Otani for the two elimination games. Which in Japan do have quite an easy group. They've got Korea, who are going to be competitive. But then it's Australia, China, and Czechia. So if Japan can get through there and have Otani and Darvish up their sleeve, that makes them really, really dangerous. They're almost reverse engineering the tournament to get the um, to get the people on uh, on the bump when they need to be. Uh, they've got Yoshi Yamamoto, a name you probably might know. In there, he's won back to back. Uh, Sawamura Awards which is the equivalent of the Cy Young and then someone you really need to look out for this will be up your street I know you like a you like a young gun flamethrower uh, Roki Sasaki that 21 year old phenom who I think was last April you probably heard he threw a 19 strikeout perfect game and then in the very next game followed it up with 8 more perfect innings um, he's been absolutely outstanding so it looks like they've got a nice plan they've got a nice run through uh, lacks a little bit of depth um, but if they can get Darvish and Otani through to those elimination games, why not? Oh, yeah, for sure. And you mentioned it, the two guys that uh, play in the MPB, uh, the pitchers. I think those top four is the best top four in the WBC. And me, I love to bet on pitching because any given day, a pitcher with his best stuff can shut down a great lineup. You see it all the time, whether it's in playoff MLB baseball or the College World Series, the NCAA tournament, that kind of stuff. Pitchers, when they're on, they tend to dominate, and I love what Japan's got, and I think they have just enough in the lineup to power them, at least until uh, elimination play, when you were talking about them getting Yu Darvish and Shohei Otani on the mound, but Otani's still going to be in the lineup. So <laughs> yeah, I, I love this Japan team, and if there's one team that I would be talking about like putting something down on a favorite here, it would be the Japan team. Yeah, I think home advantage as well um, to play the group games in Tokyo. I think eventually they'd have to move across uh, to the States for the elimination game. So that might cause them just a little bit more of a problem. But yeah, the, if the three prices, yeah, I agree with you. They're probably the most attractive of the three. Still not for me. Um, if I'm going to throw a couple of darts, I'm going to throw them further down um, as we get to them. Next up is, I'll tell you what next up is in fact. Next up is I'm going to read some adverts is what I'm going to uh -oh. do. Um, yeah. So I'm going to tell you about our headline sponsor here on the MLB Gambling Podcast, which is WinBet. Uh, WinBet, the official online sports week of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, active in a bunch of states, tons of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays, a.k.a. WinBet. Build your own bet feature. The big game is here on Sunday night. WinBet has you covered. Great promos, odds and payouts happening right now. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100 and get $100, which is limited to state availability. If you hit the biggest long shot party of the week, you'll get a $1,000 free credit. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbet is available. If you're someone who knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Uh, Puerto Rico, next up, 10 to 1 shots. Uh, Puerto Rico, runners up in the WBC in 2013 and 2017, where they lost to the USA. They've got Yadi Molina, um, who played in the last four uh, World Baseball Championships. He, uh, he's managing this time around. Now, the odds, the, the 10 to 1, this kind of reflects the drop-off, really. This is the, the drop-off from the that top tier of three teams down to the down to the second tier. Um, and it's reflected in the roster. So, starting pitching, Jose Barrios and Marcus Stroman. 
Uh, Marcus Stroman was the MVP last time around, 2017. Um, I mean, they're fine for a Tuesday afternoon MLB start, Jose Barrios and Marcus Stroman, but you, you stick him in an elimination game against um, that US or that Dominican lineup. Interesting and, from Strowman as well, uh, since we bring him up. He was originally on US, Team USA in 2017, and he was a absolute monster in the WBC. So he's looking to follow it up here as Puerto Rico. Yeah, that's a little bit wild, isn't it? Um, relievers, Edwin Diaz, so you can get your trumpets out, Noah. The trumpets will be back. Jorge Lopez, who I like as well out the pen. Um, they've got three really good catches, if you could pay three catches. Yeah, they've got all the catches. Uh, Christian Vasquez, Martin Maldonado. That's your other sound drop. Puerto Rico have, uh, have <laughs> they, they, they formed your sound drops. The, if you you ask for Houston, you got Houston. Um, <laughs> very good. And um, MGA Melendez from the Kansas City Royals. They've also uh, Francisco Lindor, Javi Baez, Rudolph's favourite, uh, Miranda. Kike Hernandez, I think he'll be booted out to centre field because that uh, infield's quite sharp. Eddie Rosario. Now, I said to you just before we started recording that there was three or four teams in here that look look like MLB lineups, and there's a couple of them look like 600 MLB lineups. There's a couple that look like 500 MLB lineups. This looks like a 450 MLB lineup to me. You know what I mean? Um just a little bit below average. So it tended what it was just a nothing. This they're kind of actually on an island by themselves in terms of prices. They're not up there with the favorites. There's a tier all by themselves, all hovering around 16 to 1. Puerto Rico is stuck in the middle, and there's teams lower down the list that are like a lot better than this Puerto Rico team. Yeah, I agree with you there. And you meant you mentioned the catchers, they're absolutely loaded. The catcher <laughs> position. I could see uh, easily you could put uh, MJ Melendez in the outfield, and then you also mentioned uh, Kike Hernandez going into the outfield. And I think those are probably the home for both of those guys um, on this roster for the tournament. Um, speaking of Puerto Rico, uh, you mentioned that they're like a 450 MLB lineup, which I totally agree with. Um, in Pool D, I do think that this is a tough region. Uh, Dominican Republic's in there. You have Puerto Rico, you have Venezuela, you have Israel, and you have Nicaragua. Um, if you were to play Puerto Rico, I would just recommend playing them to advance out of the pool. Yeah, fair enough. Because I'd say we're coming to Venezuela in a little while, and I think they could uh, cause them cause them a real problem. Um, next up, we will head to uh, Korea Republic. Um. 16 to 1 uh, for Korea. Um, again, some names that you recognize. I was a bit disappointed when I looked on this one, so I expected a little bit more. Not an awful lot of name recognition. And then when you dig into it, there's not an awful lot that blows your skirt up. They've got um, uh, Hwang Young Kim, uh, KK. Um, didn't quite happen for him at uh, the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Haas Young Kim, who deputized very ably last year for Fernando Tatis um, in San Diego. Tommy Edmonds there. Um, the Pittsburgh Pirates stymied G-Man Choi. They wouldn't allow G-Man Choi to play. Your Pittsburgh Pirates, know. Um So, yeah, the three or four former MLB players in there. You've got the KBO MVP, Jung Hoo Lee, um, who's a 24-year-old and, I think, a future MLB player. I think we'll see him soon, someone to watch. Um, I think they'll make the elimination. Um just really due to a lack of alternatives in that pool B. They're in there with Japan, but then it's Australia, China and Czechia. But that's maybe as far as they're going. Like I say, I was really underwhelmed by this, disappointed. I would say that they would probably see Cuba, Chinese Taipei, Taiwan in the quarterfinals, uh, like their matchups. So say yeah. they come in second in pool B, they would get the first place pool A team, which we said was kind of the weaker pool. Korea is not a bad, just shot in the dark, really, if you're looking at it just by schedule wise. They're going to have to get through Japan at the end of the day twice. They would have to beat uh, Japan in the semifinals to advance to the championship game. But, um, it's reasonable. I don't know if they're going to beat Japan. The guy I'm going to keep my eye on is Tommy Edmond. I'll, I'll yeah. be interested to see where he plays in the infield there for Korea. Um, but yeah, just 
I will be, this is more instant analysis on my part. I will be looking more into this Korean roster, but you, you mentioned that there wasn't much to blow your skirt up about. Um, it just requires a little bit more research, I guess, from our ends to see if the nice scheduling besides having Japan on their side is worth playing the price. Yeah, fair enough. Next up, we had to Venezuela, another 16 to one shot. Venezuela starting pitching. They've got two rotations, uh, not just one. They can roll out Herman Marquez, Jesus Lazardo, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, Luis Garcia. Uh, and then if they don't fancy that, they could roll out Martin Perez, Pablo Lopez, Ranger Suarez. They've got seven. Um, again, probably SP2, two, two and a half, some SP2, some SP3s. Not a kick in the arse off like that USA rotation, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you put all those names in a hat and drafted them, um, it's not an obvious split. And in terms of the bats, um, Sal Perez catching. What, at the risk of uh, making myself into a cliche, they've got a real bits and bobs lineup, Noah. Um, they've got Andres Jimenez, who gets on base and steals stuff. They've got Gleyber Torres, um, Jose Altuve, Eduardo Escobar, Luis Arias, on base machine, like. Uh, Luis Renquifo, Miguel Rojas steals bags again. Anti Santander, uh, they've got the freight train in there, Peralta and Ronald Acuna. Um, a lot of stuff going on there. I mean, again, just reeling off names, I've reeled off 17 or 18 there in comparison to the four or five South Korean names we've managed uh, to, to reel off. So, this is the lineup that looks more like a 600 MLB team. You know what I mean? Um, much more than Puerto Rico. There's depth all around. Loads of options at SP. And you might know this, Noah. There's a, there's a pitch count in this tournament, is there? I don't know. I don't think there is. They're all professional. I, I would doubt that there's a pitch count. You really just have to manage them throughout. And I was going to talk about that. That was going to be one of my main talking topics for the Venezuelan team. But go ahead. I should, yeah, I should, I should know that because I, I read something that there might be a little pitch count. So, yeah, um, this, is the, this is the first one I've got. Yes, in a big box written. Uh, around it, 16 to 1. Um, Venezuela, I think they can get out into that group. It's a tough group. It's the, it's the, it, Venezuela, Puerto Rico is the head to head in this group. Obviously, you're looking at uh, Dominican Republic, Israel, and Nicaragua don't particularly worry me. So, if Venezuela can turn over Puerto Rico, um, then yeah, they've, uh, they can get a nice run through. And it's 16 to 1. That's a better option than. Like I say, playing uh, Dominican Republic outright at two to one. I'd be playing the Dominican Republic game by game. But if I want Venezuela, I'm not going to get 16 to one by playing them to win each elimination game. They might be plus 120, plus 143 times in a row. It's not going to get you 16 to one. So, yeah, I'd be uh, my first little dart, I'd be throwing at Venezuela. Yeah, so I just looked it up uh, while you were talking. A pitcher is limited to 65 pitches during a first-round game, so during pool play, 80 pitches in a quarterfinal, and 95 in a championship round. And you were looking at the schedule. Um, Venezuela will be playing from March 11th to March 15th in Pool D in Miami, Florida. So if they advance, which we like to think they will, they will play uh, their quarterfinal game on March 17th or March 18th. They would probably, most people expect them to be the runner up in pool D behind Dominican Republic. So they would play on March 18th and they would follow that by playing. Um, they would, they would be playing the March 20th and then championship March 21st. They, I'm buying all all of this, all of Venezuela. I want all of it that I can get right yeah. now at 16 to one. The starting pitching depth in general is absurd. And if you're talking about maybe, a, it, not maybe, it is a 65 pitch limit. You could go a piggyback starter after the Absolutely. start with the depth that the, this team has. And you're you're talking about the lineup. I don't know why this lineup's not being talked about more. They have contact and power. I absolutely love this Venezuela team at 16 to one. Yeah, pattern speed as well. They can do it in playoff. We talk about playoff baseball, manufacturing runs. Uh, there's a little, a little um, Cleveland Guardians look about them. Do you know what I mean? Um, it made that deep run last year. They have next Cleveland Guardians look, but they also have Eugenio Suarez. They have Salvador Perez. They have yeah. Ronald Acuna Jr. They have a lot of. They actually they have more power than Cleveland. Uh, I'll yeah. say that. Very true. Um, next up is another sixteen to one shot, which is Cuba. Now. Really difficult to 
analyze Cuba because obviously there's a whole political thing going on. Um, MLB have federated, is the word, I don't even know what it means. Um, they federated some Cuban players to play, um, but not others. So going down the roster, the names I knew, the names you'll know straight away were Luis uh, Robert uh, and Ibanez and UNS Cespedes. I had to double check. Uh, and that is, yeah, UNS Cespedes. Um, didn't he break all of his legs and ankles chasing a goat around or something a couple of years ago and we haven't seen him since is that I, I don't know he was more <laughs> my thought was he was more blackballed from the MLB than anything else but yeah. uh, well, um, he was yeah, former, he, he, former Tiger former Matt I mean yeah he's standing in the he, he fell down a hole chasing a goat and all his legs fell off or something I mean I'm not don't quote me on that that's approximately <laughs> what happened um so, I mean, and that's it, really. The, so the Professional Cuban Players Association have struggled, really, um, to get any any of the, the, the biggest and best players into this roster. And that's about as much as I can tell you. So it's 16 to 1. I can't bet them. Um, I can't tell you not to either. They're in that soft group, which is absolutely wide open, frankly. Um, there's not a team in that group that I would back over Cuba there's one team a little bit further down that I actually quite like um, but yeah they'll get they're in that soft group and if they can win uh, a couple of games in that group which they're more than capable of they might get out of it they might end up facing Japan after that but yeah but not an awful lot else you can say about Cuba no yeah you mentioned their uh, schedule really like they should get out of this region it's going to be I think them and Taiwan and they're going to have Japan right away in the semifinals if they win that pool. If they come in second, they might win that uh, game. They would be playing Korea. Uh, or, no, if they if they win the pool, they would play Korea. If they lose, they would play Japan. I think that I would favor them over the Korean squad, but um, really, I, I'm not really entertained by that price, knowing that Japan's on the side. And all we have right now is outright prices. Yeah, absolutely. Um <clears throat> Next up, uh, dropping, I would say, an echelon in prices, uh, 28 to 1, Mexico. Uh, really, really interesting, Mexico. Uh, starting pitching, um, Jose Kidi, Julio Urias, uh, Patrick Sandoval, Taiwan Walker. Uh, you've got Giovanni Gallegos out the pen as well, dead reliable. Um, pretty much a major league rotation there. In terms of bats, Alejandro Kirk. Uh, I really like him. Isaac Paredes got hot for one month this season. Uh, Joey Manessis, Alec Thomas from the D-backs, another player I really like. Alex Verdugo, and then the big name, Randy Rosarena. Um, I really like this. I thought it was really, really backable. I think I can make it out of the pool, which I think they absolutely can. Um, their sort of main rivals in there are going to be Colombia. You've got USA and then Canada and Great Britain. But if they can uh, give Colombia a game, and with that pitching rotation lineup, I don't see why not. Uh, 28 to 1 would be a, a backable price because they are then live. They'll get somebody like maybe Venezuela, which will be a coin toss in the quarterfinal. Um, and yeah, you're going to have a, a live quarterfinalist at 28 to 1 with Mexico, I think, Noah. Yeah, Mexico has the under radar, under the radar starting pitching to get them there and also some depth in that bullpen. Uh, really. <clears throat> we're talking earlier where I like to bet on pitching in these uh, tournament scenarios. Um, Cause at any point uh, a pitcher can shut down uh, a talented lineup. And for me, the group is a little hard <laughs> for, for me to see them uh, coming out. Conf- like for me to confidently say that they can come out of here. Cause you also have Colombia and Canada has some pro players as well. Um, I really think that it's going to be Mexico or Colombia. We'll talk about Colombia coming up. That is the second team coming out of Pool C. So it would be more of an entertain the advance out of the pool price than play an outright price for me on Mexico here. Yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of the, the, the top tier, the second tier of teams. Um, the further we get down, I think our handicaps are going to get a little bit shorter and shorter here because yeah. they're, they're big prices and we don't know as much about also, them. Um also, yes. shout out Brennan Moore in the YouTube chat. He said Mexico is his dark. Yeah, place. yeah, yeah. So he likes Newcastle and Mexico. We were uh, we're in lockstep, Megan Brendan. Um, so down in the fifty to one range, where we start with Chinese Taipei, 
or Taiwan, if you like. Um, Yu Chang, from Cleveland, um, is a name that you'll possibly know from MLB. Um, their strength is going to be their offense. They've got the MVP of the Chinese League is Li Lin. And then really interesting characters, the catcher. Uh, his name's Ringulan Giljegilaw, um, which isn't sounding very Chinese, uh, very Taiwanese. He actually took his Taiwanese tribal name. Um, Noah, I learned that this afternoon, so that's about it. Um, they've got a Pirates minor leaguer, little local interest for you, uh, Sung Che Cheng. He had 33 stolen bases in single A last year. Uh, so he'll be getting on his bike from first base if he gets a chance. Um, they have got the softest pool um, due to hosting, as we said, and they're going to have a shot at the quarterfinal because there's not an awful lot of opposition in there. So, yeah, not much to write home about, but they're going to have a chance anyway if they can if they can win a couple of games. You know? Yeah, for sure. And uh, this one is one of the two teams that I favor to come out of the pool A. Um, and... It- if they can dodge Japan in the first round of the quarterfinal, if they can win their pool, they would play Korea. And that one's a dogfight for sure. Uh, the one thing that I, I like to uh, see on the on the roster, there's plenty of Chen Changs and Changs on this team. So th- they're winning in that department for sure. Um, Taipei at, what'd you say, 50 to 1? 60 to 50 one? to 1. 50 to 1 is... I mean, relatively reasonable compared to the schedule that they're about to play. The only the only speed bump on the left side of the bracket is Japan. And for a deeper price like this, I wouldn't mind entertaining, like, you know, a nickel. <laughs> a nickel on Taipei. Yeah. I think you can probably say the same thing about Netherlands as well, a 50 to 1, because they come out of the same group. Yep. Um, Netherlands, you've got plenty of WBC history. Um, the kind of the, the highest ranked European team. Um, I think the main link here, sort of geographically, is the Dutch Caribbean islands, um, sort of like the Dutch Antilles and Curacao and places like that, where they have players like Didi Gregorius, Andrelton Simmons, uh, Jonathan Scope. I think Jonathan Scope's brother's in there as well. Uh, Xander Bogarts as well. Um, talk of Kenny Jansen maybe joining in the later stages if Netherlands make it out of the group and across to the USA for the quarterfinals. Um the nickname is the Honk Ballers, which I was a big fan of. So that's a tick. That's a tick in a box for the Honk Ballers. Um, they've got no pitching, unfortunately. Uh, the game against Cuba, I think, is the crucial one. I had Taipei maybe getting away. And then Netherlands, Cuba, Netherlands, Italy, possibly. Um, but yeah, they're going to struggle for pitching. Plenty of history, but I don't think this time round for Netherlands. Yeah, I kind of agree with you here with the lack of the pitching and you're going over to Chinese Taipei or Taiwan. They're going to be the hometown team there. They're going to have a lot of the crowd and the WPC. Some of these crowds are really ruckus. So I I favor uh, Taiwan over this Netherlands squad. But, you know, some of the pro talent on the position player side of the group should be interesting to see. Uh, Next up, still in the 50 to 1 range, Canada. Um, I thought they'd have a better roster, really. How come they can be this bad? when they're literally next door and you the America and Canada are basically the same place, aren't they? They're the same people. Uh, why can they not do it? Um, it's a little bit more wintry. There, there's a little bit colder weather yeah. up there, up north. Oh, yeah, I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Starting I'll, pitching I'll for this. Canada. They have, the, they have the best team graphic that I could find. That is nice. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, that's quite sexy. Um, they've got all of their good players on it, though. All yeah. four, all f- the only four good players they've got, they've got on the graphic. That's why they've done that. Um, so if you can see the graphic, you can see their good players. Um, Cal Quantrill, highlighted too. If you can see, they're highlighted. <laughs> in the red. Oh yeah, red. Yeah, they, these are good. All the rest of shit. That's got to make the other lads feel great, hasn't it? Um, they left off Cal Quantrill. How can you do that to the guy? That's disappointing. I'd walk. I'd be walking. They highlighted Nick Pavetta over Cal Quantrill. Oh, that's Stop. awful. Um, yeah, the, the, the picture they have got, Cal Quantrill, Matt Brash, who I really like, and Nick Pavetta. Uh, the bats headlined by Freddie Freeman, obviously. You've got Abraham Toro in there, Tyler O'Neill, who makes the graphic. The offense is really underwhelming. Now, listen to Freddie Freeman. Um Talk about this. And do you know what? He was talking about it. What really put me off was it was almost like an exhibition thing. 
he was looking, he was like, it's going to be fun. And he said, we play Great Britain. They've got Trace Thompson, who's a Dodger. He said, we play Mexico, uh, Julio Reyes. I might get to face him. And he, he said, I'm looking forward to seeing these guys. And obviously he's being amicable and stuff. But it was completely different to, for example, like a world, a football, a soccer World Cup interview, you know, where it's eye of the tiger, everyone's bloody minded going for victory. Canada just seemed to be treating this as a bit of a jolly up, like, um, so yeah, nothing much in the in the squad at all. And then that attitude, I just thought was a little bit odd. Yeah, and they're just going to have a lovely time. So uh, yeah, no interest in Canada. Thank you. <laughs> the fighting Johnnies are just going to go out there and make friendly. Uh, really, um, <laughs> I I think that there's actually some sneaky pop in the lineup, and there's two feasible starting pitchers um, in Cal Quantrill and Nick Pavetta that caught my eye and Matt Brash and John Axford are also there, talented arms as well. So it's, it's tough. Like you mentioned that this could have been the pool of death. Um, so Canada, I feel like is like the fourth team in this pool to me. Instant reaction wise. Yeah. Nothing from Canada as well. Um, 50 to one for Israel. Uh, managed by Ian Kinsler. I remember him. He was a Colorado Rocky, I believe, back in the day. So I am getting some uh, MLB he was, history behind me. Uh, if he was a Rocky, he had a cup of tea with the Rockies. He was a Ranger and a Tiger uh, and an Angel. Uh, I'm going to have to Google that then. Uh, I might got that wrong. Um, <laughs> the, the pitching... Uh, Dean Kramer is kind of the star name. Actually, he got quite a lot of airtime on the... Uh, on the MLB show last last summer, quite enjoyed Dean Kramer for Baltimore. Um, they've got Matt Mervis, uh, first baseman, who Chicago appeared determined to not play. Uh, yeah, for real. So, yeah, they're just blocking him. Um, so at least I he's going to get a game here. That's the prospect that all the fantasy gurus are just so excited for, and they're just yeah. yeah, yeah. And the Cubs just keep signing first baseman after first baseman <laughs> to park in front of him. Um, Couple of outfielders, Jock Peterson and Alex Dickerson. Uh, they were the best story, really, from 2017 Israel. Um, but there's good 50 to one shots and there's bad 50 to one shots in Israel. These are a terrible 50 to one shot. Uh, they're the they're the fourth best team in this pool, um, which includes Dominica. Uh, Venezuela, Puerto Rico, no way Israel get out of this. They've got nothing terrible. Fifty to one shot, no. Yeah, this is my group of death, and I, I think you put it uh, pretty bluntly. But they've they've got uh, some boppers, but no, no really bits and no really arms. So yeah. Israel's just somewhat of a, a pass. Go out there, and I would love to see him just win one game because we'll talk about it in a little bit later, but they've got a very cool hat. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, they've got a good hat. Um, next up, uh, a team whose aim will be to win just one game because they haven't done it yet, and that team is Panama, 66-1. to 1. Um, So, yeah, the main, I think the main thrust of them being here is to get that monkey off the back. They need to um, they need to get a win. That'll be If they can get one win, they'll be absolutely delighted. Um, they won the Caribbean Series in 2019, uh, turning over those big Caribbean teams, Dominican Republic, etc. Um, named, the, I mean, the, the the big name is Jaime Berea, um, bit of a kind of SP4 from the LA Angels. You've got Christian Bethencourt, you'll know, uh, Jonathan Arouse, Ruben Tejada, blast from the past there. They're in Pule, which gives them more of a chance but they're really hard to get enthusiastic over, I think, Panama. Like I say, they'd like to win one game. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned they're in Pool A. Uh, again, we talked about it, and I think it's going to be repeated as we continue to cover the WBC. This is the one pool that I feel like you should entertain like an advanced prop from one of these bottom-tier teams. And Panama, they could be a cool story coming out of here. I don't know if it would be my team that I would pick uh, to come out of, pool a just to entertain but um definitely keep them keep that in the back of your mind that this is like the weaker pool um and for me there's not much uh really that entertains me on both the pitching staff and the player pool for uh they have christian bethacourt like you said that should lead them offensively but um baseball is not a one-man show type of game so 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next up, Australia, 80 to 1. Uh, for the Aussies. I mean, the Aussies, the strength here is that they've got a really good domestic competition, um, which I didn't really know anything about until I followed, started following MLB. I didn't know that there was a baseball culture in Australia at all, but there really is. Um, the big name that I'm missing is Liam Hendricks um, with his, uh, his lymphoma, unfortunately. Um, the Aussies have had good teams in the past. They've had major leaguers, they don't at the moment. They seem to be in a real down point of the cycle. Um, any major leaguers that they do have haven't been sort of given permission to play. Um, so that, coupled with the fact that they're in a really, a really tough pool, they're, oh, they're in with Japan and Korea, and I think they're going to struggle to get out of that. So, yeah, there'll be better days, I think, ahead for Australia. But this time round, they just seem to be at the bottom of their cycle and have no interest in them at all. Yeah, I think the one uh, MLB guy that they have on their roster right now is Warwick Selpold, who's a reliever. He was actually great name with the Tigers uh, in the mid 2010s. But uh, yeah, other than that, I don't think this team has enough oomph to get them through the uh, to the elimination room. Uh, next, one hundred to one, Colombia. Uh, Colombia have a couple of pitchers of note. Jose Quintana, who had a great season last year. We kept waiting for him to blow up, and he just didn't. Um, and someone I was high on um, and didn't pitch very well last year, but I think I'll be backing on again this year, is Riva San Martin um, with the Angels. Lots of bats, though. Uh, Jorge Alfaro, catcher. Then you've got Donovan Solano. Oh, not hugely exciting, but... Um, very consistent MLB uh, player. Gio Urshela, Harold Ramirez, Oscar Mercado. Um, Jordan Diaz, um, he got 15 games for the A's last year um, in the show. I think he's a potential breakout player. I think Colombia could be competitive here. Um, they will need to win against either the USA or Mexico yep. um, in the pool. Um, but as I said before, Israel were a terrible 50 to one shot. Uh, there's much worse 100 to one shots in Colombia. Um, Colombia could be worth a little sprinkle. And particularly, if you want to take Mexico as well, if you want to take Mexico 28 to one, your safety net for that bet, your handcuff is Colombia. Because I think one of them two are definitely coming out of the group. And with a, some form, something that resembles a major league lineup in a one off game, um, are going to give you a chance at winning. So, yeah, Colombia I was okay with. Uh, you could have a little sprinkle on Colombia at 100-1. to 1. Yeah, I don't mind Colombia at all. I think I favor them over Canada to be the, like the third favorite in Pool C. I don't know why <clears throat> Canada is a little bit higher in the odd total. But uh, for me, I think the right side of the bracket is just really heavy in weight compared to the left. And I don't really think that Colombia falls in like my top four to really uh, come out and play in the championship. So it's more of like an advance out of the pool price for me. Um, and again, I, I love that handcuff mention between Mexico and Colombia from you. Uh, also, next up. Also, yeah, um, sorry, uh, uh, Julio Tehran as well. Uh, he's a nice third yeah. uh, for this team in pool play uh, to really, uh, you, you're going to have uh, the, the three of those guys are going to face USA um, Mexico and Canada to hopefully give them the best chances of coming out of this pool. Uh, next up, we have Italy uh, priced up at 150 to one. We're starting to get into the fancy prices now. Um, I mean, how can there be 150 to one behind the stellar starting pitching of Matt Harvey? Yes, the Dark Knight is back. Um, I don't know where he's been. Wherever he's been. He's back. Uh, Matt Harvey's in there. Uh, Andre Palante is a name that you'll know. And then a few bats. Um, David Fletcher, Nicky Lopez, but the main man, the Italian beast, um, Vinny Pascantino. They call him the Italian nightmare or something. Um, Italian and breakfast. Italian what? Breakfast? Yeah. The Italian okay. Breakfast, I believe. What's an Italian breakfast? What do you know. get? I, you that's his nickname, though. <laughs> He's pizza, isn't it? Um, the manager is Mike Piazza. That's good. And it also is nearly Mike Pizza. So that's, I mean, we're ticking boxes left, right and centre here. I think Italy can compete in this pool A that we keep talking about as big and yeah. shite. Um, because they're going to get a game against Netherlands. They're going to get a game against Cuba, Panama. Um, once we see the pool betting, 
Um, obviously, 150 to one outright is big. Yeah. But a little sprinkle on it. They could win a couple of games in this pool here. Um, if, like I say, we only need a couple of a couple of big dingers from uh, from Vinny Pascantino, etc., and they can knock out a couple of these weaker teams. So yeah, keep an eye on Italy. Yeah, for real. And the books seem to be the lowest on Italy. Um, really entertaining. Uh, I cannot wait to see the pool price on this one because I, I think I'm going to get on Italy as well. Um, h- how good do you think Harvey's going to be after, what, four, five years out? <laughs> like, well, he wasn't very like, good. Is, is Palante the ace or is Harvey the ace? Because uh, they're they're pitching against Taipei and Netherlands and Cuba here. I felt Matt, when I got into baseball, Matt Harvey was pretty much the thing because I started watching the Mets. You know, if if I ever get pressed for which team I follow, I'll see the Mets. And that twenty well, sixteen was it run where they start the season ten and zero was behind kind of two or three Matt Harvey starts. So that he was kind of the first pitcher that I ever really started following. And then his career and his career kind of fell apart and he came back and it, it never happened for him. So I always felt quite bad for my, uh, for Matt Harvey and I've got a bit of a soft spot for him. So I'll be looking forward to seeing him take it to the mound. Um, if he gets a chance, uh, next up, God save our gracious King, uh, stand up for King and country. It is the winners of the 2023 world baseball classic, uh, great Britain, 200 to one. Um, Absolutely no chance. They have. It won't take me long. Trace Thompson, um, the Mariners' number one prospect, Harrison Ford, um, which is a great name. Um, he went five for 11 with three home runs in qualifying. And they've got Deshaun Knowles, who's an exciting prospect. They're, yeah, and that's it. They're not going to go very far. Their cup final, for me, is a win against Canada. They're in that tough group. Um, if Great Britain will be looking to get one win. They'll be looking to turn Canada over. And that's about as uh, much as I want to give you one on Great it. Britain. Noah. I love it. Uh, can't, can't wait to see you uh, root this team on. Um, and those, those, episodes, those podcast episodes should be entertaining. Um, yeah, I think that's the right mentality for this Great Britain team is just get one. And I think that one would be Canada. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, another 201 shot, uh, Nicaragua. Um, have Jonathan Lewis Luisige, uh, we'll go with. Um, Chesla Cuthbert is a name you might be familiar with as well. Um, this is their debut, unbelievably, uh, in WBC action. Never made it before. Um, they are making up the numbers in that group of death in there with uh, Dominican Republic, Venezuela, Puerto Rico, and Israel. Um, yeah, nothing else to report. 201 for a reason. Um, we'll be looking to just like Britain they'll be looking to get one win they'll be looking to Israel to see if they can win that but that's about all I've got for Nicaragua yeah I think you covered it well again a lot of these down at the bottom their mentality you just got to get one and it's going to be pretty entertaining to see what those prices are going to be when that one comes around like Nicaragua against Israel I I would be wondering where the books are going to price that because I think Nicaragua would be a live dog against a team that they feel like is their best shot to win a game. You might see one of these teams save their best or you, the best is going to work. It's the best, but they're going to try to probably save their number two or number three for one of these teams that they can probably get a win against. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, 200 to one for China. um, Really difficult to handicap because just about everything Chinese Baseball related. It's been put on hold since COVID. Um, everyone's been in the house, not allowed out. Um, the Chinese Pro League has been on hold since 2019. Um, they've got a couple of players who are playing in the KBO and in Japan. Um, the best player is called Alan Carter. Uh, not the most Chinese sounding player. And that's about all I've got because, like I say, uh, China and Chinese baseball has been locked down now, so nothing else to report there. Yeah, absolute dogfight between China and Australia to see who's going to win that game. But uh, China is the leader in the doghouse when it comes to uh, leader in the clubhouse when it comes to Chen, Chang's, Lee's, and Wang's <laughs> on their team. So, excellent, good knowledge. And finally, bottom of the pile, two hundred and fifty to one, are Czechia, uh, formerly the Czech Republic. Um, the name I knew was Eric Sogard. A nice story, this because the majority of these Czechia players are domestically based 
in their semi-pro league. So they came out to qualifying uh, in the same tournament that Britain did. Um, and again, happy to be here, happy to make up the numbers. Um, they somehow got stuck on the other side of the world uh, with Japan, Korea. But they've got Australia and China, who we've just said we don't know an awful lot about. So um, Czechia might give one of those two a game. Uh, and if they do, that'll be their, their WBC in a nutshell. But yeah, that's it for Czechia at 250 to one. Yeah, I agree with you there. And I mean, uh, that says something about Pool B is like they have Japan and Korea, but the like well, like we mentioned, the left side of the bracket is just kind of, you know, uh, much less than the right side of the bracket. Um, yeah. And check again, uh, trying to beat China, trying to beat Australia, um, pretty much understanding that Japan's going to be number one out of that bracket. And if Korea stumbles, one of those three teams is going to have a nice story um, and trying to make it up and be the second team out of this pool. So there we go. We've done, that's all 20 teams. Uh, bang on one hour. I'll just run through kind of my picks really. So um, the top half of the door, like exactly what you've just said. No, you've just hit the nail on the head. Japan look very um, obvious favourites uh, to get out of that. I will be trying to get Italy in there somewhere. Um, obviously I can't back them out right and they're the only markets we have at the moment but I'll be looking to get Italy in there somewhere um, certainly in their daily matchups in the games I think they've got one or possibly two wins and then Italy to advance from the pool on the other side of the draw um, it's Venezuela 16 to 1 uh, Mexico 28 to 1 and I say I'd be handcuffing Mexico with Colombia at 100 to 1 for me I think the way to play um the Dominican Republic or the USA, if you want to, is to play them game by game, um, particularly, say, from the quarterfinals on. Even if they're sort of minus 150 favourites, you're going to end up getting paid out more uh, than that two to one that you're doing if, you, if you're backing them out right at the start. So, uh, yeah, they would be my plays. A uh, little interest in Italy, but then outright, um, each way you probably get half the odds to finish first or second, and that would be Venezuela, Mexico, and Colombia. Noah, what have you got? So the teams that I'm going to try and back as much as possible for me are going to be Italy in Pool A, Colombia in Pool C. I think they could be in very nice live dog, either against Mexico, favorites against Canada, Great Britain, and they could give USA a run as well. Um, so those two teams seem to be like uh, my uh, two that I'd be looking to see like what their advanced prices are most. Um, the one that I am all in on right now is Venezuela at 16 to one. That's my one outright for right now. And the other one that I'd be looking to take, you're talking rollover for USA Dominican Republic. I like Japan. I think Japan is like seriously the only team that I would even consider to come out of the left side. Uh, so as of right now, my instant reaction would be, Japan in the semifinal. Um, I, I'd probably go Taiwan, Chinese Taipei in that semifinal as well. Then I'd go USA. And I love that Venezuelan squad. And I think the weakness of the Dominican Republic is they don't have pitching depth. And I think that's really going to come into play when they have to play either the 17th, the 18th, the 19th, and the 20th. You have to have uh, two pitchers to get through the uh, quarters and the semis, and then you play on the 21st, the day after your quarterfinal, uh, the day after your semifinal. I, I really, I'm not in on Dominican Republic right now. I don't like their uh, starting pitching depth to get them to the uh, finals here. Uh, one last fun. Do, did you have anything else there? Do you want to give out somewhat of your early reaction? Uh, no, not at all. I was just going to ask you if you had any other WBC stuff before I'm going to force you into making a Super Bowl pick. Oh, uh, yeah. Fun stuff here. We have all of the team's hats. Oh, shit. Currently. Let's have a look at these bad boys. Yeah. yeah. So um, if you're not watching on YouTube currently, we probably could have plugged that an hour ago. <laughs> but uh, we've, yeah, been, this is good. we've been this displaying... Good, good audio, this. <laughs> we've been displaying graphics uh, the whole time. And now we're showing the hats. And for me personally, I love uh, the 
Team China hat. I like Team Canada. I like Team Israel, and I like Team Netherlands. Those are my top four. And shout out to Nicaragua because they weren't very creative, but they went with one of my travel ball hats that I'll go find for you guys. <laughs> um, oh, you see, I'm more. I'm, I'm a bit more colourful. I, I love the Mexican hat. I said to you before, me and me and Bob have got a bit of a Mexico uh, fetish. He got a Mexican football kit for Christmas. Um, I showed him that the colour on the Venezuelan one is beautiful that sort of burgundy that deep wine colour um, and the China one is great the sea going into that dragon uh, that's a thing of beauty like so yeah they would be my three caps yeah. if Venezuela or Mexico winning some money uh, the money would be going towards buying a buying a cap I think <laughs> shout out Nicaragua it's very very similar to, yeah it is uh, my travel ball and uh, so Yep. You just need to die your peak. Um, okay, then. So, well done, mate. I enjoyed that. And in the next, like I said, we've got round about four weeks until uh, first pitch on March the 8th. So we'll be back with group betting and all sorts of things. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, in the meantime, Noah, hey, tell us what you're doing to watch the Super Bowl and then give us a Super Bowl bet. So actually on uh, the Super Bowl, I'm not like as crazy into the NFL as all the other Americans. I'm actually seeing my buddy play college hockey. He's coming like the closest to me. He'll be playing against Michigan State. So I'll be there for this hockey game. And then on the way back, I might uh, slide over to a Super Bowl party for the second half. But, you know, other than that, nothing too special for the Super Bowl. Uh, How about you? I know I know you've been tweeting about it, right? Yeah, well, uh, Barry, my co-host on the Premier League Gambling Podcast, his brother bought a an old pub. Or it's actually what they would call in this country you know, a working men's club, which is a, a basically a pub where sort of it's a, it's an industrial area here. And a working men's club is where the working men go after the day when they've been down the mine, when they've been in the factories. And he bought what was this old village working men's club. Uh, and he lives in there now, and it's absolutely beautiful, but it's got a giant bar in there because it's an old working men's club, and it's the best man cave, Noah, that you've ever, ever been in. There's the beer pong table, pool table. He's got slot machines. He's got That's the awesome. bar. There's a dartboard. You've got the giant TV, um, and it's one of the best nights of the year. The draw was made for the beer pong tournament earlier. I got a buy in the first round, um, oh. and I've got... I don't know if he's listening or not, but I've got a soft opponent, uh, Nick, in the second round as well. Because um, I won that two years ago. I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm the best player by a mile. And all I right. think they all sort of take against me. The, the atmosphere when I'm on the beer pong table, it gets quite nasty, everyone. And there's people throwing stuff at me, jeering, just because really? they're threatened. Oh, they're threatened by me, Noah. Um, so my main aim is to... Uh, is to take home the beer pong tournament. Five yards and shove it in their my, faces again. The, the couple of bets I've got are, I'm going to tease, I know it's a close game on the boots. I've got the Kansas City Chiefs, um, minus 14 and a half. Um, it's seven to one. And I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles, minus 14 and a half. It's six to one. It's going to be a blowout in one direction or the other. I don't know which way. I'm taking the blowout. I'm going that way and I'm going that way and I'm backing the blowouts. Say six, seven to one, both of them. I do this all the time. I tell myself, you know what? Just watch the game for fun and you know how that works. <laughs> you always get the itch and it's like, all right, so I'm, I haven't watched any of the SGP shows. I'm going to cram those in. I'm going to cram those in and then we're going to figure out what we're going to play right after that. So, yep. Uh, my, I would lean Eagles uh, for me personally. Little Eagles lean for Noah. Right. Uh, thanks, Noah. That was loads of fun. Uh, thanks, everyone who joined in. Derby Entertainment, Brendan in the chat, etc. And like I say, you know where to find us. The, the Discord channel is always loads of fun. Um, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. If you're listening between now and Sunday night, Anything you want to know about the Super Bowl is somewhere on this network and um, the website, the app. They've got the contests in the app as well. So uh, you know where to find us. And we've been ramping up our MLB stuff as well. So really, really looking forward to this season on MLB. Uh, Noah, thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy the hockey game. Great job, Malcolm. That was all you today. Uh, really appreciated the heavy lifting that you did. And I can't wait to get in more into this uh, World Baseball Classic stuff. Absolutely. Um, Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, We'll be back soon. Until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.